You're listening to Beat Autoimmune and Thrive, the podcast all about reversing and preventing autoimmune conditions so you can live your most vibrant life as soon as possible. We talk about autoimmune root causes, actionable solutions, and inspirational healing stories. I'm Palmer Kippola, and I used to have MS. Today, I'm an author, a speaker, a functional medicine certified health coach, a pickleball player, and nature lover who's helped thousands of people reclaim their health and their best lives. Let's dive into this episode. I am super excited. I have Patricia Fitzgerald, Dr. Patricia Fitzgerald with us today. She is a licensed acupuncturist, a certified clinical nutritionist, and a homeopath. She's got a doctorate in acupuncture and oriental medicine. She's got a master's in traditional Chinese medicine and a doctorate in homeopathic medicine. Goodness, that is a lot of schooling. She's the founder and director at the Santa Monica Wellness Center, my stomping grounds in Santa Monica. And she's the author of the best-selling award-winning book called The Detox Solution, The Missing Link to Radiant Health, Abundant Energy, Ideal Weight, and Peace of Mind. She's also a Qigong instructor. So she's the absolute perfect person to teach us about breathing properly. Welcome, Patricia. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks, Palmer. I'm so excited to discuss and have fun on this interview and to connect with you and your amazing audience. Oh, I am thrilled. So I have to let everybody know as a disclaimer that I had the privilege of meeting Patricia, Dr. Fitzgerald, last year down in San Diego. We're part of a health influencer community, and I was sitting by the pool, and I don't know exactly what I was doing at the time, but I was concerned that I wasn't breathing properly. And Patricia and I just met, we struck up a conversation, and I mean, there was a soul connection, a really, really powerful connection. And she, on the spot, started helping me learn how to breathe properly. And so I've never forgotten that. We've stayed in touch. And so here she is to share her wisdom with all of us today. Yeah. Yeah. That was a magical time meeting you and connecting. That was so meant to be. I mean, yeah. Deep impression in my soul, for sure. And I love how you are using the phrase breathing properly because that phrase is a passion of mine, that actual phrase, because what I've experienced after many, many years of practice and, you know, when you refer to my education, yeah, there's many tools in the toolbox, homeopathy, nutrition, uh, herbs, all kinds of amazing, wonderful opportunities. However, my passion is to remind people of what they have inside themselves. And our consumer culture, which we're all part of, can, can easily lend itself to us going, well, what do I need to take or what do I need to buy? Which, yes, there are things to take and buy that certainly serve our well-being and help us on our healing journey. However, we have unlimited resources inside ourselves that we often forget about, and they're certainly not advertised. So I would like to remind people of the amazing power of breathing. and. It's something that is sometimes kind of put on the shelf, like, yeah, I'll get to that. What supplement do I need? Right. And I'm, we're all guilty of this. There's no judgment. I click on Amazon and buy things guilty as charged. Okay. There's a big difference between how we're meant to breathe and a breathing technique or a yoga class, which are all spectacular supplements 
to proper breathing. Okay. So often when I speak, I ask the audience, which could be lay people, doctors, corporate people, all kinds of groups that I've had the honor to speak with over decades. I ask them to take a deep breath. Okay. I'm going to stand up. Well, I'll sit down and demonstrate what I see happening. And maybe your lovely um, audience members right now, take a deep breath. Now, what you might see is people go like, proudly go like this, right? Again, no judgment. And I'll explain what's going on. We often take a deep breath into our chest. We're modeling what we see. Now, I'm going to stand up and show you what proper breathing looks like. Okay, so I'm standing up and I'm breathing. I'm going to turn to the side so you can see. My abdomen comes out and in. Okay, so it's inhaling into the abdomen. When you exhale, it's almost like you want to imagine that your belly button's touching your spine, which is exaggeration, but it's more of a visual. Okay, so all mammals... There are thousands of species of mammals. We are mammals. All mammals breathe like that all day long unless they're running from danger. Those of you who are sitting at home with dogs or cats, take a look at them. Unless they're running from danger, which they're probably not because you guys are probably taking amazing care of your animals, they're breathing as I did. Okay. We've become habituated, maladapted, to breathe incorrectly throughout the day. So when you inhale and exhale, more vertical breathing instead of the horizontal, which I'm calling it belly breath for reference, but belly breathing is diaphragmatic breathing and proper breathing are the same. So I'm calling belly breathing because I see that it helps people access the belly. Because if I just call it proper breathing, you're not gonna have the mental until you get into the habit. Okay. So often in order to incorporate a practice, we have to understand it. So the left brain, the logic will be like, Oh, I didn't know that that's proper breathing. And then when you realize how important it is, you often incorporate it similar to when you learn about water, right? Oh, I didn't realize I wasn't drinking enough water. You have to understand the concept usually and get it and go, that makes so much sense before you embody it. Because when you're out of a habit, like people are out of a habit of drinking water. I see that many times in my patients, they come in with certain complaints and then I check in with hydration and then, oh, right, I haven't been drinking enough water. Well, if you're not drinking enough water, we can't go to the next step. But before water, breathing, right? If we don't breathe, that's the main thing that we will die if we don't breathe, right? You can live a certain amount of time without water, certain amount of time without food, breathing very, very you can't live very long without breathing. Okay. So while we have all these wonderful ways of purifying our water and having organic foods and wonderful supplements and other therapies, yet if our breathing is what I call junk breathing, like we call junk food or junk everything, that's not good for us, right? So if we're breathing like this all day, that's basically junk breathing. So we're not getting oxygen. We're secreting more cortisol and adrenaline and we don't even realize it. So we're maybe not feeling particularly stressed about something, but we're actually unknowingly secreting stress hormones into our body. Let's save them for when we actually need to run from danger, right? 
So I'm very passionate about that to help people reclaim proper breathing. And once you understand it and are willing to practice it, um, an easy way to get started is lay on your couch. I'm going to stand up to show you. Put one hand on your belly, one hand on your heart area. So if you're laying on your couch, it's easier to start practicing because often I find when I introduce this, people, if they're not used to proper breathing, it's not easy for them sometimes to start by sitting or um, standing up. So if you lay on your couch, you'll see the belly comes out. Inhale, exhale. So it's imagining you're inhaling a balloon into your belly and you're exhaling like a balloon. So those of you who can at home, you want to try this now or after the interview, you can do this while you're listening to us, which would be great. Actually, if, if you want to lie on the couch during the interview and listen to us, you're going to be breathing properly while you're listening to us, which will let you take in the information in a deeper way because the brain works a lot better while you're breathing properly. I love it. Can I pause you for just one quick sec? Sure. So I have never heard it called junk breathing before. Okay. And I love that there is a label for that so that we can get really conscious of, am I junk breathing or proper breathing? Um, the way as I understood you to determine whether you're junk breathing or proper breathing is just when you take a deep breath in, are your shoulders going up? Yeah. Are you rising up like this from a vertical perspective? That is junk breathing. Yes. We're not oxygenating our cells. Um, and then you can tell it and, and we're, we're initiating the stress response, which we don't need until we absolutely need it. Um, yes. and the way to tell that. Oh, sorry. Say it. No, please continue. I call it junk breathing just so we, you know, can kind of remind ourselves of that because it's appropriate breathing if you're running from danger. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of us in this group are dealing with or have dealt with autoimmune issues. Most people know that the primary trigger or what's filled up their toxin bucket has been stress. So this is a group that is profoundly um, experienced in um, the fine art of the stress reaction, right? So everything that we're doing here is about dimming down the stress reaction and and upping the relaxation response, which is the only place where healing happens. So I just wanted to make the link between why it's so bad to stay doing what we're doing in this habitual way to developing a habit which is going to take some time and some patience and some self-compassion, but we have to develop this as a habit. So I just wanted to reinforce that because we are stuck Mm -hmm. in this always on adrenaline. And the only way that we're going to get out of this is through conscious effort, at least at first. Yeah. Putting that intention there, right? When, yeah. And the dedication, the intention and the dedication and the willingness because basically we're remembering how to breathe, right? So we're not learning a new skill like tennis if you don't know how to play tennis, right? That's a new skill set. We're actually remembering a primal, primal aspect of our being, which is cool. So the body's super happy to be, it's like, thank you. I've been wanting this proper breathing back. So that's the cool thing. Um, I would say it takes dedication and intention since the body is really like, oh, it's going to be just like, thank you. And yeah, reminders, 
You know, I have some people on their iPhones or their phones, they'll put in a lovely non-aggressive sound, right? Like a chime or something once an hour to help them check in, then make sure they're breathing into their belly. Because when you put those reminders, then you're stringing some pearls together because it's the body's wisdom is reclaiming it. So it just really requires some reminders, some dedication and some intention. And then it starts becoming more natural since it is natural. Thank goodness. Right. It's not like a whole new thing we have to learn. It's more we're unlearning. So that's the good news. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And yes, like you said, the rising of the shoulders is a giveaway that that's the improper or fight or flight breathing. So that's why the hand, placing the hand over the belly and the heart can be helpful placeholders just to remind ourselves to check in. It makes it a little easier just to kind of sink into that lower full breath. And it reminds us, you know, to not lift. All right. So now that we understand what we're supposed to be doing and we understand the idea of proper breathing, which is oxygenating everything. Yes. Tell us more about how to either catch ourselves or what, what do you tell people next? What's the next step in this development of a, the intention and then becoming dedicated to doing this as a practice? Okay. So I've had the honor of serving a lot of patients in the autoimmune community, which I love because I've seen the most amazing people, real pioneers of their own healing. And I would say we heal ourselves, but not alone, right? We have the power to heal ourselves, but we heal in community, which is, I love that you Palmer have this wonderful community and it's so great to be here. So once we get the concept of breathing and we remind ourselves and we have the reminders. Here's where I see a lot of people in their healing journeys. We all have some blind spots. So I see this as a common one. Separating. I rather than call it stress for purposes of what I'm explaining, I'm going to call things preferred circumstances and unpreferred circumstances. Because I see how the word stress has become so ubiquitous. What does it even mean? I mean, people say like, I'm under stress or things are going to be stressful next week. And I don't discount people's stories at all. Every person's journey, I totally honor the challenges that come through. So I don't mean this as a dismissive statement. It's just that when we give the power to the word stress, sometimes we kind of can disconnect from what's going on within. So just for a moment, I'm going to get rid of the word stress, use preferred, unpreferred circumstances. So next time you feel that you're in a circumstance that's unpreferred, which could be a serious thing or an irritation or more of a problem, right? That's the time to check into your belly, right? That's the time that actually you want to access your wisdom because what we perceive as stress Okay, stress is a perception, which it could be a correct perception. I'm not saying it's incorrect, but it's how we're feeling about something, right? Like, let's take two people on an airplane going to Hawaii. One person might be going on a vacation. They're so excited. Another person might be going to the funeral of a parent who just died. They're still on a plane physically in the same space. Different perceptions of what that means. So 
practice what we talked about when you can, right? You want to build your resilience, your reserves, your remembering, build the muscle. It's kind of like practice your tennis, you know, hit against the wall. Then when you go to the match and you're challenged, you're going to be strong. So practice breathing properly and supplement it. Sure. Go to yoga, go to Qigong, do Tai Chi. They, they will all reinforce proper breathing and remind you throughout the day, you know, remind yourself throughout the day with, like I said, a notification on your phone. Then start practicing when you feel the trigger, because the triggers are your portals to transformation if you so allow them to be. It's so fascinating. I've put this into practice myself, and I've seen many patients, people in my community, loved ones feel the transformation. So it's fun because after a while, when you're breathing properly and you're going into your belly during a time that you are feeling pissed off, angry, upset, or frustrated. So instead of engaging the stress breathing, you're actually going into your belly. You're going to feel calmer. Over time, you're training yourself that this is the way I'm meant to breathe. I'm not actually in danger. Okay. And your wisdom and your insights and your intuition, that's the payoff. So you're going to notice that as you practice this over time, the same circumstances might happen. The same annoying neighbor or whatever your thing is will still do their thing. And you'll go, huh, didn't really bother me. That's what we're looking for, right? So it's practicing during the times of challenge. And I would say start with the easy times. Like, let's say you don't get a parking spot. Practice then. Hopefully that's not a big deal, right? So start <laughs> practicing, not separating. Okay, next week will be stressful. I'll do it the following week. No, now. Okay, right now. <laughs> it's always about now because all we have is now. And now is where our wisdom comes from, right? Wisdom comes the more present we are. And I guarantee you, when you breathe properly, your presence will be so much stronger. Your oxygen to your brain will be so much stronger. Your anti-inflammatory chemistry will be so much stronger. You will feel less stressed regardless of circumstances over time because your wisdom will guide you to greater solutions beyond what you could feel. And all of that is inside you, us. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yep. Right now. We don't need to order something on Amazon for this. Nope. <laughs> nope. And you know, all most of us were a little addicted to clicking, you know? I mean, we're used to that. So again, I say that not as a judgment, but when we go, yeah, we are. Okay. So to be able to allow and sit with the power that we have inside us is something that we, especially as Westerners is it's a bit of a challenge because we're used to being busy or doing something. So similar to meditation or the practices that are more about allowing than doing, this is one of those. But I can tell you after many, many years and decades of seeing people heal, it's not because the right supplements came along. That was the main part of their journey, right? I've heard many amazing testimonies of people who've healed. Foods and supplements and great practitioners were, yes, an amazing part of their journey. However, their stories 
included mostly the wisdom and what they learned. And they learned that from creating an anatomy that allowed for the transformation and illumination that really provided sustainable healing. That is so beautiful. We are vessels Mm -hmm. for this powerful transformation if we just allow. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we talk about manifestation and there's things that we want and things that we don't prefer and things that we do prefer. I find, and maybe there's a certain, and I know there is a personality type for folks with autoimmune issues and they tend to be the type A driven perfectionistic, you know, gotta do, 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 go, 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 go. There's not enough being Mm -hmm. in the equation. So I've heard some very smart people talk about the need to balance the do and the be and the do be do be do, right? It's, it's really, we do, but we have to remember to come back to being. So I love the idea of setting a timer on your phone. I have a chime on mine. I'm actually going to do it for the breathing practice. I, I got out of the habit of doing that, but I know how vital it is to catch myself and to just practice for that one minute. So what do you recommend in terms of if people wake up in the morning and let's say I have a med- meditation practice and I do some soft, deep belly breathing as I sit and, and get ready to meditate, is that a really good ideal place to practice breathing or what do you recommend for people to get started? Okay. So those who have a meditation practice, I teach meditation and I was surprised to find that a lot of people who are meditating actually weren't breathing into their belly. I kind of made an assumption that they had learned that. And in some cases they haven't. So if you already have the practice, the words soft belly seem to work well of just creating that awareness. So in your meditation practice, if you have a mantra, use that, but you might want to just kind of incorporate the word soft belly. If you don't have a mantra, sometimes using the word soft belly helps because eventually the mantra dissolves and you're really in awareness. If you Now, I've experienced with my patients and audience, a lot of people in the autoimmune community really would love to have a meditation practice and they find it difficult because their minds are busy and they feel that they can't do it. That's why this breathing is perfect because when you, I'd rather have people breathing properly all day than do meditation. Even though I think meditation is amazing, the greatest game changer. I love it so much. However, when you're breathing properly all day, it's going to lend itself to allow you to be able to meditate. So again, if you're already meditating, now you're going to add that awareness to your meditation and your, your body's going to take over because it's remembering. It's what your, again, your primal system wants. If you're not meditating, breathing properly throughout the day will give you a lot of the benefits that meditation gives people. And then I bet you'll be able to learn meditation easier. Even five or 10 minutes on an app or something will come easier because the monkey mind will be more the heart and the gut, and the love, and the balance. I love that. And I find personally that I use the breath as an anchor to come back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. So stress or that perception of preferred or unpreferred circumstances is all up here, right? When I'm in that, I have a preference or no preference. um, I'm in my mind somehow. But when I'm connected to my breath and bringing it in deep in the soft belly... 
it's really kind of hard to think at the same time, isn't it? So yes. do you use that as an anchor yes. for meditation practices? Absolutely. And as we know in with autoimmune, we know it's gut, right? So we're treating the gut. We do our stool tests. We see what's going on in there. We avoid gluten and the foods we're not supposed to have and anti-inflammatory, et cetera, et cetera, right? However, if the oxygen isn't getting to the gut and the vagus nerve isn't regulating, right? The anchoring, yes. Then we're grounded in our bellies. Our vagus nerve is working properly. Then we have our gut instincts, right? We can trust our guts. Then we're getting, the gut instinct is going to give you far more amazing ideas and wisdom for healing than this thing, okay? This is supposed to be listening to the gut's guidance. So the gut guides us, gives us an idea. The heart makes sure it's loving. And then this tells us how to do it. A lot of us are living like, oh, I'm so worried about this. And then the heart and gut are cut off. Mm. Right? So the breath is the, it's so simple that it's not sexy. Unfortunately, you've got to make it sexy or find something on Amazon to click on, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> In Chinese medicine and Taoism, which is a philosophy that healing is based on, it's kind of like the quantum physics philosophy, right? So Taoism is what they talked about, and now science calls it quantum physics. There's a phrase called Wu Wei, which means active non-doing. So on purpose, you're not doing anything. So let's say you think in the moment you have a problem about something. You're actually going to consciously not do something about it. Other than obviously it's, if it's a responsibility or obviously use your common sense, but you're going to spend the time breathing into your belly, connecting with your heart. The more you bring it down and get out of here by anchoring the breath, I guarantee we're going to have more insights, revelations, awarenesses that are going to be far more interesting, creative, and a far better solution than this whole thing. Then we're out of self-judgment and judgment of others, which is, I, I've said for many years, if I could remove judgment from patients, they'd all be well, because there's so much self-judgment and judgment that we as a culture have kind of gotten into habits about. And the breath brings us back to that absolute presence. We're all as well. Wow. I, that, that's almost a perfect place to stop, but I don't want to stop you quite yet because I do have um, a few kind of blocking and tackling questions when it comes to breathing properly. So do you have time for just a little bit more on this? Yeah. So one of them is, now I've always heard we are supposed to breathe in through our nose and okay. some people believe you breathe out your mouth and some people believe you have to breathe out your nose. I'm, I'm just interested in maybe you giving us the reasons why breathing in through the nose is so important and whether or not we should be breathing out through our nose, out through our mouths. With Yeah. Okay. So for basic breathing, it's in your nose, out your nose, basic breathing. Okay. That's where we're maximizing. Like we have cilia in our nose to let, you know, kind of clear out what's in the air. We don't want to breathe into our mouths and have our throat exposed regularly other than when you're running there's different techniques for different sports regular breathe proper breathing throughout the day in your nose out your nose which just comes naturally to most people unless your nose is clogged which is a whole other story right so then when you get into breathing techniques 
there are some really great breath work that are so transformational, but we're not, that's not what we're focused on today. That yes, there's breathing in the mouth, breathing in the nose, alternative nostril breathing, very therapeutic, super transformational. I love the various forms of breath work. However, for the purposes of really helping us remember how to breathe properly in the nose, out the nose, relax. It's like a relaxed jaw in and out, just soft, relaxed. That lets our minds be soft and relaxed. Yeah. That's the most important starting point. That is so helpful. I think that we hear so much about in through the nose, out through the mouth that I, I wasn't sure quite where the truth was on that one. Um, is there anything else that you feel like you really haven't touched on from a breathing perspective? Cause you've, you've offered so many gems and I think that this is really a foundational practice, right? That I, I almost don't want to add any more to it in terms of a list of things to do. But I think the biggest takeaway is to do that, you know, deep, soft belly breathing and put some reminders around whether it's post-it notes, put simple yeah. chimes on your iPhone so that yeah. you have this throughout the day as a gentle reminder. What else would you add to complete this? Okay, what I would add is that for the ladies, as well as some of the gentlemen, I know when I was growing up, I heard a lot of like holding your stomach and then there was the era of skinny jeans. So in the many people I've spoken to, they have shared with me that that's what they also heard. I never like to make assumptions. Um, and I can guarantee you as a postmenopausal woman, I have a, my belly's in good shape, right? So I, I have to say to the, I've said this to many women who were appreciated it. So hopefully this is helpful. Once you let it go, I promise you, you're not going to have a protruding abdomen. And maybe that sounds silly to some people, but it has been a concern because people were told to hold in their guts. And that is such a disservice. And in this era of understanding the true power of the feminine, which includes men, wow. I mean, we were holding in our power. Jeez. I mean, right? Hold it in. No, no, no. Breathe properly. That will tone your abdominal muscles, I guarantee you. So you and when you don't breathe properly, you're secreting more cortisol, which contributes to belly fat. So just some practical pieces that I've found along the way that were some concerns. And then also the texting, looking down and texting, um, that lends itself to improper breathing because we get in a tense um, posture. So hopefully you're not doing that too much, but if you are, make that a reminder, like make the trigger times a reminder to breathe so you're kind of working it, you're integrating it into the habits that might not be the best. Um, and then if you're a person who works at a computer, computer a lot, a lot of tech people, if you don't have a standing desk, put it on the chime every hour on your phone, walk around the block or something, because just a little movement, one minute, then your posture realigns. Because a lot of the reasons for improper breathing were from when we first started first grade, we're put in a chair all day. Our anatomy of sitting all day lended itself to the development of improper breathing, which I've seen with the kids I treat. If I can teach them young, they quickly get back to breathing because they haven't maladapted yet. So, you know, just kind of notice what you're doing throughout the day. If you're sitting a lot, 
moving your body with mindful breathing will also support this transformation into proper breathing all day long, except if you're running from danger. What a beautiful, beautiful gift you've given us with this, Patricia. I, I can't thank you enough. I'm, we're going to have to watch this again and again to keep coming back to these basics. I mean, it really is a reminder to breathe properly. We all came out knowing what to do. And mm-hmm. for guidance, as you said, look to your pets. If you have a baby or a grandchild, look mm-hmm. to your grandbabies, yeah. right? These babies are the best. Oh my gosh. Little bundles yeah. of breathing properly. They are the best. Yes. Look at the babies. Find a baby. Find a baby. <laughs> Go. Show you. It's so cool. You see that you're like, wow, they're breathing through their yeah. mouth. I guarantee yeah. they are. So we've been conditioned to sit all day. We have been taken out of, and this is so perfect for this foundational unit because we're really covering the moving properly, the sleeping well, the breathing properly, the hydrating. You've talked about most of these things because they're all interconnected, right? When we're moving well, chances are pretty good that we're breathing well too. Or it's an opportunity if we go for a walk, we can take some deep, soft belly breaths right there and get back to our natural you know, God-given or whatever you believe state of doing this naturally and properly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're all, it's, that's what's so fun. You do one thing and it trickles out into other healthy habits. So yes, I yeah. love that you say it's fun because some people say, this is not fun. How in the world is healing fun? But it has to be fun for you yeah. to keep doing it. Yeah, it has to be some fun. Can't be too serious. I love it. I love it. Well, this has just been a delight. And I hope you'll come back and join us another time because there is a lot to cover. And you are a Qigong instructor. And because we're covering movement, I think that would be an absolute just perfect gift for this group is to learn how to do that properly. So Oh, wonderful. I love to, I love this interview. It was so fun to share with you and your audience. So it'd be fun to come back and share some Qigong, which is so easy, effective, and appropriate for people, you know, challenged with autoimmune conditions. I love it. I love it. And I I love you too. And I'm so glad we had this time. So thank you so much. And we will talk again super soon. Thank Thank you. Bye, Palmer. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends and family. And if you feel inspired, please leave a quick review so other people can find it too. Now, if you want to beat autoimmune and thrive, make sure you sign up for my free video training at freeautoimmunetraining.com. That's freeautoimmunetraining.com and watch the first video right away. Take good care. Bye for now.